Welcome to the podcast of Christ Church in Town in Jacksonville, Florida. We are seeking the renewal of all things in Jesus Christ. Towards that end, we are committed to cultivating personal transformation in Christ, an uncommon fellowship of racially and economically diverse individuals, and the flourishing of our neighbors. To join our local body in membership or financial support, visit ChristChurchInTown.org. Our scripture reading today is Psalm 45. My heart overflows with a pleasing theme. I address my verses to the king. My tongue is like the pen of a ready scribe. You are the most handsome of the sons of men. Grace is poured upon your lips. Therefore, God has blessed you forever. Gird your sword on your thigh, O mighty one, in your splendor and majesty. In your majesty, ride out victoriously for the cause of truth and meekness and righteousness. Let your right hand teach you awesome deeds. Your arrows are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies. The peoples fall under you. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of your kingdom is a scepter of uprightness. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. Your robes are all fragrant with mirth and aloes and cassa. From ivory palaces, stringed instruments make you glad. Daughters of kings are among your ladies of honor. At your right hand stands the queen in gold of Ophir. Hear, O daughter, and consider and incline your ear. Forget your people and your father's house, and the king will desire your beauty. Since he is your Lord, bow to him. The people of Tyre will seek your favor with gifts, the richest of the people. All glorious is the princess in her chamber, with robes interwoven with gold. In many colored robes she is led to the king, with her virgin companions following behind her. With joy and gladness they are led along, as they enter the palace of the king. In your place, in place of your fathers shall be your sons. You will make them princes in all the earth. I will cause your name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore, nations will praise you forever and ever. This is the word of the Lord. It is absolutely true, and it's given to us in love. Thank you. You may be seated. March, I'm sorry, May 29th, 2018, there was a great royal affair. It was a royal wedding where Prince Harry married Meghan. It was reported that nearly a million people lined the parade route in an attempt to get to see the royal couple. In addition, some 29 million homes in the U.S. watched it on TV, and 18 million in Great Britain watched this royal affair. It is believed that it cost some $42 million to provide, just provide security for this wedding. This wedding was filled with a lot of pageantry, prompt, and, and circumstance. There were over 250 uniformed military officers in attendance. It was as if for a moment in time, the world stopped to watch this wedding. This wedding was important because it captured the heart and mind of people. 
The beautiful bride came walking down the aisle. The groom stood there, tall, as he waited the arrival of his bride. This was a wedding like none other. The scripture grabs a hold of the beauty of this marriage, of, of wedding, and it conveys its truth as it plays to our, as it plays to the gospel and the very nature of our salvation. For example, the gospels have Christ speaking in terms of an invitation to a great wedding feast. In Paul's epistles, to the letter to the church at Ephesus, he describes the relationship to Christ as that of a husband and his wife. And Revelation has its climax with the great wedding feast of the Lamb. It is important that we see Scripture addresses our salvation and redemption in the terms of a marriage to Jesus Christ, our Messiah. In Psalm 45, we too see a picture of a royal wedding, and it gives us a glimpse into the, our marriage to Christ. There are several unique features about Psalm 45. One of them, which stands out, is that this psalm is a love song. Specifically, it's a song to be sung at a wedding. Now, when I think of wedding songs, or when I think of love songs, I think of stuff like At Last by Etta James, or All of Me by John Legend, or even Endless Love by Luther Vandross. <laughs> y'all with me? I don't think of Psalm 45. How many of y'all, when you think of a love song or a wedding song, you think of Psalm 45? Go ahead, raise your hand. Because it does not, it does not give us what we're looking for. But in actuality, Psalm 45 is just what we need. There are three things that I want us to see in this particular psalm. First, I'm going to look at the groom. Then I'm going to look at the bride. And then I'm going to look at the conduct of the bride. First, let's look at the groom. Verse 2 of this psalm reads, You are the most handsome of the son of men. For a minute, I thought he was talking about me. As I looked at this, it was like the most handsome. I had to get up and go to the mirror to make sure that this scripture, of course, of course, it's not referring to me. But it says that you are the most handsome of, listen, of the sons of men. In other words, it's saying that you are most handsome of all of them, of all the sons. You, you, you take the cake of all the sons. You, you, you are supreme. Then, then look what it says. It goes on to say, Grace is poured upon your lips. Therefore, God has blessed you forever. He's the most handsome. He looks good. And grace is poured on his lips. There's nothing sweeter than a man's words that they dripped off in, in, in grace. Are y'all following me? Some sisters know what I'm talking about. That, that, that his, at hello, he had you. It was just the way he said hello. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So something happens that just the way that he speaks his words, are, there's grace on his lips. Isn't that good, y'all? That, that what he says grabs your attention. What, when he calls your name, it stops you in your track. There's grace in what he says. Listen, listen. 
Now, he's not just talking anything. He, he's speaking forth grace, mercy, and love. That's good to y'all. That's good to us. Not just good to y'all, but it's good to us because I'm included. There's, there's nothing like comforting words that, that come from Christ. So, so first he is, he is identified as being, watch this, handsome. Look at verse 3. Give your sword on your thigh. Gird your sword on your thigh, almighty one, in, in your splendor and majesty. Listen to this. So in other words, y'all, he was, he was well-dressed. He was, not only was he good-looking, but he was well-dressed. Listen, we're, we're talking about a groom. You don't, you don't show up to a wedding looking for the groom to be looking any old kind of way, do you? So, so this is a royal wedding. He, listen, he, is, he, he has grace. He's, he's, he's good-looking. He, his words are filled with grace. He's, he's dressed well, and, and he has a sword. He has a sword, y'all, and, and, and it's not just that he does whatever. He, he, he stands for the cause of truth, justice, meekness, and righteousness. It's right here in the Scripture. It says in verse 4, In your majesty, ride out victoriously for the cause of truth and meekness and rightness. Let your right hand teach you awesome deeds. Verse 5, your arrows are sharp in the hearts of the king's enemy. The people fall under you. So not only, not only is he good looking, not only is he well dressed, not only does he stand up for truth, justice, meekness, and righteousness, he defeats all his enemies. Y'all, we need him on our side. <laughs> we need him on our side. Listen, he's good looking and he belongs to us. He dressed well. And he stand up for the things that are right. No one can defeat him. No one can. No, no matter what's happening, he will come out victorious. I don't care how I look. I don't care how cloudy it gets outside. He is still going to cause the sun to shine. Hello? I, I don't care how bad things get. I don't care how dark it gets. There will be light that's shining in the room. Why? Because he all that. Hey, man, he's all of that. His character is morally upright. His actions are just. And he is filled with integrity and truth. And just who is this king? Who is this groom? Now, listen, y'all, it ain't just anybody. I, while, while I am handsome. I pale in comparison to his beauty. Yes, yes. Are y'all listening to me? While, while I can throw on some stuff, I don't even rate when it's him. Are, are y'all following me? Listen, so, so not only is, is, is he good looking, not only does, does he stand up for what's right, not only does he defeat all of his enemies, who is he? Verse 6 says this, your throne, O God, it's forever and ever. The scepter of your kingdom is a scepter of uprightness. Listen, your, your, your throne, O oh God, is forever and ever. These are the words that the prophet Nathan spoke to King David. He says this, you shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of the kingdom forever. I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. Y'all follow me? These are the words that were spoken to David. 
These are the words that, that, that God's kingdom will be forever. So who, who is this? Who is this groom? It is Jesus Christ, the Messiah. It, it is him that this psalm is talking about. It is him that we're being shown here because there is none like him. We all fail. We all fall and come short of anything close to what Christ is. Amen. How many of us always walk in righteousness? How many of us always speak the truth? How many of us always got grace falling from our lips? None can compare. None even comes close to his. There's only one who can always stand stand up for that which is right. And his name is Jesus. He's the one. That at his baptism, he was anointed and, and, and equipped to, to preach the good news to the captives. Listen, when, when he's baptized, the heavens open up. Listen, listen, the spirit descended upon him like a dove. And then there was a voice from heaven that says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Y'all, y'all listen to me? That there is joy that happens. There's joy that happens at the birth of a child. There's joy that happens at, 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 the, at the getting of a child. But listen here, there ain't going to be some days you ain't going to be well pleased. Is there any parent can say amen? amen. There are going to be some days, listen to this, that you're, gonna, you're not going to be able to believe that that child belongs to me. There are going to be some days that you, I know, let, let me talk about it. There are some days that my daddy would say, boy, I don't know where you came from. <laughs> are, are y'all following me? But, but, but at Jesus, the father says, this is my son, my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. His, his beauty is not just based on how he looked. It's based that he speaks kindly. He acts in righteousness. He wields his sword in in justice. Look at verse 7. If you have loved God and hated wickedness, therefore God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. Only the the Messiah is beautifully clothed in the finest garments. Only the king, only... The only him who's been dressed by the Father is dressed in holiness and righteousness. Only he has the beauty of the Father. So not only is this king, not only is he, he looks good, he's, he's dressed well. Not only is he dressed well, he, he stands up for truth and justice. He stands up for meekness. He stands up for those things that are right. And he's arrayed in in holiness and righteousness. And and he displays the beauty of his father. That's somebody we need on our team, y'all. That that is somebody that we can't live without. That is somebody that, listen, you need to grab a hold of. That is somebody that that you need to say, wrap your arms around me. Hello? Hello? So that was the king. Now let's look at the bride. So if Christ is the king, who's the bride? The church. That's us. 
That's us. Let's look what it says about the bride. Look at this. Now, the groom is dressed sharp. He looking good. He's dressed for the occasion. But I have never in my life been to a wedding where everybody wanted to see the groom. I'm just telling the truth. The bride is the star of that show. No, nobody is trying to say, I wonder what kind of tuxedo the, the groom is wearing. We don't care about that. Listen, you make this big announcement when the bride get ready to walk in, please stay seated until she pass your rope. Because you don't want anybody else's visions blocked. You know what I mean? When the bride comes in, everybody looks toward the back door. As a matter of fact, when the groom walks in, people looking at the back door because they ain't too concerned about him. <laughs> they they want to see the bride. Nobody is saying, I wonder how much that tuxedo costs. You're looking at the dress. And that dress is beautiful. And in our mind, we're just saying, oh, she's so beautiful. She's so gorgeous. Everybody is looking. Why? Because she is the star of the show. You're even told if the bride is wearing white, don't you wear white. Don't you show up the bride. So listen to what the scripture says. It says um, in verse 13, verse 13, all gracious is the princess in her chamber with rows interwoven with gold in many colors, in, in many colored robes, she is led to the king with her virgin companions following behind her. Isn't that something, y'all? She looking good. The king is there. I, I, recently, I was watching something on Facebook, and there was a groom standing at the altar. And when his bride, when those doors opened and he saw his bride, he just began to cry because she was so beautiful. He, he stood there, and he was crying, and all the groomsmen tried to console him, but they couldn't because he saw what he had been waiting for. Hello? Listen, he saw what he had been waiting for. So, so she's beautifully dressed, and she, she had him in mind when she was picking out his dress. She, she had that special day in mind. Y'all, the bride is to be beautiful. The bride is going to someone who has done everything for her. Hello? Who has prepared the way for her. So the, the, the groom is supposed to be happy when he sees his bride. Now listen to this. In most weddings, in, in most weddings, people are thinking about the cost of dress. Hello? Anybody been married? <laughs> You, you think about the cost of the dress. You think about what it's going to cost, you know. I, I, I asked the question I was asking Amanda on, I believe it was Thursday. I was like, hey, was there a dress that you saw before you got married that you wanted, but you couldn't get it because it cost too much? She said, no. <laughs> I had a budget. <laughs> she said, why do that to myself? Why, why, why do that to myself? Because I have a budget. What, what happens most times is you go in the store, even though you got a budget, you're not in your budget area. <laughs> you see a dress, and it's way above your budget, but that is the one you want. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Anybody experience that? 
It's not in your budget. It's not in your budget, but it's so beautiful and it catches your eye. And that's what you want. But see, in this wedding, in this wedding, that, that, where the king, where, where the groom is dressed, you don't have to worry about it costs. Look, look at this. Verse Isaiah 61 says this. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul exult in my God. He has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself, like a priest with a beautiful headdress, and a bride adorns herself with jewels. This passage tells us one thing, that the bride's clothing, her robe of righteousness, has already been prepared for her. It's been prepared for her. She don't have to go and get it. It's been granted to her. Listen to, listen to what Revelation says. It says, let us rejoice and give him the glory. For the marriage of the lamb has come. His bride has made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saint. So it was granted to her. It, listen, she didn't have to go in and you know how and look at this dress and look at this dress and make a decision. Listen, listen, Christ has already provided what we need for the wedding. Hallelujah. That's good stuff right there. If I was invited to a royal wedding, I couldn't go. Because I ain't got the right clothes. Are you following me? My, my suit would not be sufficient at a royal wedding. First, they wear them long things down here, long coats. I don't, I don't have nothing like that. Are, are y'all following me? With all this fur stuff, I don't have that. So, so, so I, I would get there, and they would tell me, no, you're, you're not properly dressed for the wedding. But for the marriage, the marriage feast to the lamb, guess what, y'all? When we show up, we're going to have on the right clothes because it's already been granted to us. He's already taken care of our robes of righteousness. He's already taken care of the robe of perfection. So when we show up, because of what Christ did, y'all, we're able to come in and partake in the feast. Is anybody glad? That's shouting stuff right there. If you don't shout no other time, that's the time to shout because you don't have to struggle. It's already been made. He's already made it for you. This is a great wedding feast, y'all. I'm excited because I can't afford this robe. I can't afford it. I don't have enough money. I don't got enough good deeds in my bank. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I don't care how much money we got, we can't buy it. I don't care how many good things that we do. We can't do enough. It's already been provided for us. He already took care of it. It has been granted to us. Y'all, I can't earn it. I can't work for it. I can't never pay it. The price has already been paid. It's when Jesus died for us, y'all. That's another place to shout. Amen. Y'all, he did it for us. So the bride, so the bride don't have a lot of words that we typically have. 
See, the king, he going to be all right. He looking good. He's standing tall. He's standing up for what's right. Nobody can defeat him. All the bride got to do is put on what he already prepared for her, y'all. That's, that's, that's us, y'all. We need, to, we need to understand that, y'all. All we got to do is put on what he already provided for us, y'all. And then guess what happens? When the wedding feast happens, we walk in, and guess what? We're going to be looking good. Hello? Some of us won't look good until we get to the wedding feast, but glory, hallelujah. Hey, Amen. Are, are y'all with me? So now we don't talk about the king. We don't talk about the groom. We talked about the bridegroom. We don't talk about the, the, the church, the, the bride. Now let's talk about the conduct of the bride. It's good. So look what it tells us. Verse 10 says this, Hear, O daughter, and consider and incline your ear. Forget your people and your father's house, and the king will desire your beauty, since he is your Lord, bow to him. You know, I used to try to tell Sonia, and I still try to tell her sometimes, so maybe, <laughs> maybe y'all can help me, that it's okay for her to call me Lord. I am the king of the house. <laughs> Holly was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's okay. Didn't Sarah call Abraham Lord? What's wrong with that? That's scripture. I'm not just going to tell her anything. She can call me Lord if she likes. Some, sometimes she go, oh, Lord. <laughs> I just wanted to call me Lord. She, she can call me Lord Willie if she likes. Just call me Lord. Listen, listen. Stop laughing now. Stop laughing. It's okay. It's okay. It, it, it is okay because it, it's here that you, you, since he is your Lord, you, you bow to him. What he's saying here is that because you know who he is, you know what he's done for you. You will, watch this, you will forget your people and your father's house. It's saying this, this, this is talk from Genesis. Well, uh, a man shall leave his father and his mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one. There's no longer two. So that's what he's saying here, is tell, telling the, the bride that she is now going to forget her people. She's going to forget her father's house. Not that she's going to act like they don't exist. But now she has a new allegiance. There, there's something that happens when we connect to God that other things not as important anymore. Those things play a distant second when we connect to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Those things don't even compare. There, there is something that's happening. You're, you're going to forget the past. You know, sometimes, y'all, we, we're so stuck on what happened. Y'all, this is going to bless somebody. Anybody in here got a jacked up past? But when you connect to the king, Amen. hello, yeah. y'all, you get to forget that. Look, people want to talk about what you used to be. You need to tell them I already got a new dress prepared for me. <laughs> yeah. Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, li listen, because sometimes, y'all, we're so stuck in the past. But when we get connected to the king, y'all, we can forget that. 
That's what he said, forget your people and your father's house. And, and the king will, will desire your beauty. Y'all, something happens when he becomes, when he becomes the center of our devotion. Y'all, y'all, things don't matter. We focus in on him because we know what he's done. We know where he's brought us from. See, my mama used to say, uh, can't nobody tell it like you can tell it. When you know where God has brought you from, I don't care who tells my story. They cannot tell it like I can tell it. Uh, they was looking, on the in- looking from the outside, but I was there. I went through it. I know what he's brought me from. I know where he's, he, he had to reach deep down to pick me up. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about? Hello? I know the stuff that he's kept me from. I know the hedge of protection that he has around me. Hello? Y'all, 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 I like I'm talking to folk who ain't never had no struggles. I'm, I, I like I'm talking to people who, who don't know what it is to have God come and rescue yeah. you from yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can do it. Y'all, and when you look back and you realize where he's brought you from, your devotion ought to be to him. Yeah. Nothing ought to take his place. Every, everywhere you look, you need to be looking to Christ. Every, and you need to be leaning in on him. Yeah. Because you realize that he is your strength when you're weak. You need to lean in on him so he can lift you up, plant your feet on solid ground. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? So we serve him only. Our eyes are fixed on him. Look at verse 17 and I'm done. Don't tell Dave I was so fast. Look at verse 17. I will cause your name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore, nation will praise you forever. Listen to this, y'all. And ever. I will cause your name to be remembered, y'all. Psalms tell us, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Are y'all with me? If you've been redeemed, you ought to shout it from a mountaintop. Y'all, if he's picked you up, y'all, y'all ought to tell that story everywhere you go. Y'all, y'all, if you used to be something that you're not no more, tell it everywhere you go. Are, are, y'all, are, are y'all following me so far? Y'all, y'all come, come, come with me. Has God protected you? Has he kept you? Has he made a way out of no way for you? When trouble come, when trouble come, did he, did, did, he, did he just put his arms around you? That in the dark times that he was there when nobody else was there? You didn't know which way he was going to turn, but, but a way out of no way God did it for you? You ought to make his name known. His name ought to be remembered forever and ever and ever. Long after I'm gone. Somebody ought to say, Willie was crazy, but he loved the Lord. (laughs) Willie was crazy, but he told people that God was a weight maker, that God was a bridge over troubled water. Somebody ought to say that Willie shouted from that mountaintop that God had been good to him. Are you listening to me? Man, this is good stuff. He already got our way prepared. He's already taking care of us, y'all. We ought to tell somebody about it. Did he wake you up this morning? You ought to tell somebody. 
You got breath in your body right now? Yeah. You ought to tell somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Sometimes I, I truly believe, I truly believe that we sit when we should be standing. I believe sometimes, y'all, we be quiet when we should be shouting. Yes. He did it. It is him who made a way for us. Your back ever been against the wall? You, listen, you couldn't fight your way out of this? I don't know if I ever told this story before. I'm going to tell this story, then I'm done. <laughs> well, maybe I'm not. Got plenty of time. If I was Dave, I got another 10 minutes at least. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was 14 years old. I, never, I, I will never, ever forget this the day I'm, a day in my life. I was about, I was finna be term, I was finna turn 14. I was in summer school. I wonder why. Um, <laughs> but some guys wanted to fight me. Some guys wanted to fight me. Listen to me. I could get one of them. The one who wanted to fight me, I wasn't worried about him. I wasn't worried about him because I knew I could take him. Matt, I had him. No problem. But he realized that I had him too. So he went and got some help. So we was planning to fight after school. So when I called myself, while getting ready to walk out the door, some said, you better look, because when I looked, it was about six guys. I couldn't take all six of them. I'm a bad man. But I couldn't take them, y'all. So I went back inside the building. I said, the only way I'm going to get out of this is I'm going to have to call my mama to come get me. <laughs> I'm telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. So I went in and I asked the dean, can I use the phone? I need to call my mama. <laughs> Y'all, I called our house. Wasn't nobody home. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be here all day. <laughs> so I go back to the door and I peeked out. And lo and behold, I can see my mama car way down the block. Y'all, and I, I'm, I'm shouting. But I realized that in between my mama's car was them boys. And so I'm saying to myself, like, how am I going to get to my mama? Because there was only one way in the school, in summer school, you know, they, they, you don't have the whole building. You just have where, where, where you kids who couldn't pay attention <laughs> during the year, they got you in this little special spot. <laughs> so I look. And then I see somebody that looks familiar to me walking toward me. It's not my mama. But I look up, and that's my cousin. And I see my cousin coming toward me. And then, listen, this is no, this is no tale. I'm not making this up. My cousin is coming toward me, and I look that way, and I see three more of my cousins. Wow. Are, are y'all listening to me? Man, please. I ain't scared no more. I ain't scared no more. Why? Because I got reinforcement. Y'all, y'all, and, and, and I'm going, I'm walking out the door. I see my cousin. I say, cuz. And he come running, and my other cousins come running. I don't know to this day why my mama showed up to pick me up from school. 
Are you listening to me? Because her rule was you go to summer school, you walk home. I don't know why, but I count that as a time that the Lord made a way. Out of no way. Listen, now for you, that, you know, that may be a little humorous, but them boys was going to put something on me. Y'all, and he made a way for me. Look, that was small to a 13-year-old kid, but when I look back now, them boys was bad. Listen, three of them dead. Are y'all listening to me? I don't know what they would have did when they got a hold of me. But I'm here today. Why? Because the Lord made a way. Listen, y'all. And guess what? He's made a way for us to be in attendance at the wedding feast of the Lamb. We've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Y'all, he has taken, he has delivered us from stuff. He has provided for us. Y'all, and we should make his name known. You want to know why? Because he cared for us when we didn't care for ourselves. He loved us when we didn't know how to love ourselves. So as we reflect on this song and we look at the righteousness of Christ and we look at this king who is a beauty to look at and we look at this, how he, he stood up for justice, how grace fell off his lips, how the bride, how she's been adorned with all the things that she need and how we should shout from the mountaintop. Let us never forget that he has already made a way for us. The price has already been paid, y'all. All, listen, listen. We need to tell it, y'all. We need, our devotion needs to be to him. We need to realize it's not, that we can't buy this that he's already done it. It's all about him. Oftentimes, y'all, we want to think about what we can do. I'm here to tell you, let me take that pressure off you today. You can do nothing. You can do nothing. He has already done it all. And for that, y'all, I am truly, truly, truly grateful. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your love, I thank you for your kindness. God, we're extremely grateful for who you are and the way that you have made for us. We thank you, God, that you stand for righteousness. We thank you, God, that all of your enemies are already defeated. God, we thank you for the way that has been provided for us. And as a result, God, we will shout your name from the mountaintop. For you are worthy to be praised. And if God, if we're here and we're struggling, that we can't believe that you've done it for us, God, give us that reassurance today that we are loved by you, and that we too, God, can join in saying with our brothers and sisters that you are a good, good father. God, we thank you. We praise you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. 
you would like more information or would like to help support the local body of Christ Church in town, please visit our website at ChristChurchInTown.org. 